Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of Chaz Storm. Today we are recording episode 6. I don't know why I said we are recording. That's really weird. That's not an intro thing. Let me try again. Is it definitely episode 6 as well? <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a good question. I don't even question. know. I, don't, I think guess. it's episode 7. Bear with. Just don't mention it, Sam. Oh shit, okay. <laughs> it's episode 7. <laughs> yeah. It is episode 7. Okay. <clears throat> we'll try again. Now let's keep it in. <clears throat> <laughs> Okay, well, <laughs> not episode six, episode seven, because I'm so crazy like that. Haha. <laughs> 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 Welcome back, everybody, for another episode of Chat of the Storm, episode seven, uh, which is the correct number, because I cannot get it right. Uh, in today's episode, we will be talking a lot about. Uh, the new set that's recently come out, Innistrad Midnight Hunt. Uh, we have t It has been a, a week or so now, I think, since the official release. I, I think it's been a week, yeah. Um, and a lot has happened. Uh, rotation has happened for Standard, which means uh, we are going to be focusing this episode on Standard itself because there's been a lot of fun and new decks that have been popping up. And I just wanted to see if you guys, you know, if you know your standard stuff, pretty much. So I prepared a couple questions Ooh. just to get the topics rolling. It's like you're gonna be and, like a quiz. Um, quiz are my thing. Not guys. not a quiz, but just a an exam. No, it's not a quiz. It's more of a prompting, prompting sort of discussion, basically. Okay. So, um, <laughs> first of all, just to get a understanding of how much you uh, guys have been playing standard, what have you guys been doing this week to? Uh, get acclimated to the brand new rotation um i've been playing arena again i've picked it up finally mostly because i finished playing persona 5 so now i have time in my life <laughs> to play arena again um and whenever a new set comes out my approach is always uh, to draft um i think it's the definitely the yeah. best way and like it's fun and an economical way to build up uh, your collection in a new set play draft play sealed uh, draft i think is a little bit better a little bit more fun um so i have been playing drafts and um i have been i have been playing a good amount of standard as well uh but i haven't got all of the new cards that i would want to experiment with i have played against a lot of the new cards but yeah that, that's my normally my approach when a new set comes out on arena is to uh, draft as much of it as I can in the early days. Cool. Interesting. Uh, interesting that you brought that up as well, because that was actually similar to one of the questions I'm going to be asking later. But first of all, Sarah, what have you been doing uh, in terms of standard? Have you been playing much? I have. So I've also picked up Arena again. Um, I haven't done any drafting. I think mm -hmm. I, I do want to, but I haven't done it yet. But I did build a deck this morning. Rakdos control deck, which I don't actually think okay. has any cards from Innistrad. Um, oh. <laughs> which I just realised now. That's I think it fair. has a lot of AFR cards in it. Uh, well, it does have a lot of AFR cards in it. Um, yeah. Yes. What's the What's the shell of the deck like? What What are you running? Uh, one loth, four eye twitches, okay. four shambling grass, one valky, four kaylane, uh, four skull pot merchant, okay, yeah. one gelatinous cube, four imstem predators, one. Orcos, Prince of Undeath, and four Goldspan Dragons. Oh, and four Blood and Snow, and oh, I see. four Deadly Dispute. Okay, so it's an Immerstorm Predator shell. I spent everything I had, wild card wise, on it. Aww. 
I mean, I have commons and uncommons, but <laughs> yeah. I spent all my all my mythics and my rares. Oh, and it has faceless ha- haven as well. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so it seems like a little Rakdos mid-range deck. Um, interesting stuff, to be honest. There's definitely a uh, a popularity with Rakdos. Uh, maybe not as much, actually, but... Um, it was I think, the yeah, third the, the, if you're going to play Rakdos in the current standard. Yeah, on yeah. Untapped, uh, it was like the third deck. The top two were Stompy right, I decks. I didn't really want to play a Stompy deck. Um, this is called Rakdos Control, and I thought it looked cool. I did have some of the cards already, Um yeah, I like it. Like I said, I only built it this morning, but I have played a lot this morning, and I did pretty well. Um, I beat... Okay, interesting. What kind of decks did you play against? Quite a few of it, actually. Mirror really? mirror Match, is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That was my first, my first one. Interesting. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. They're going to know how to play better than me. <laughs> but they didn't, and I won. Um, and then... Wow, well played. A couple of... Uh, Gruul... Maybe Stompy. It had a lot of werewolves in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is a werewolf. Oh, I see. Gruel werewolves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty popular at the moment. And yeah, it did all right. I mean, I'm in Very bronze. Interesting. So I'm right at the bottom. But I like it. It's fun. It was. It's kind of <laughs> cool to play on Arena. Although I will say, I really don't like the animation for Daybound, Nightbound. I think it's really lame. Yeah, it's kind of lame, isn't it? Yeah, I don't it? understand. Yeah. One of the best things about Arena is the animations, and that really sucks. I think it could have been really cool. It as could well. have it looks been. like it's just like a PNG. Because, yeah, it's kind of a cool concept, and it looks like stained glass style, but with like this opaque block colouring, which kind of just makes it look like. Yeah. Like, uh, it looks like a JPEG. Yeah, it's just really low quality. It looks like the little. Um, I don't know what they're called, but CGB has them instead of where you can say, like, hello. And... <laughs> oh, an emote. Yes. It just looks like that. CGB. Sorry, guys. <laughs> well, I don't have them. The one sh- streamer that you know. I love CGB. <laughs> yeah, CGB is great. I mean, other okay, people probably enough. have them, but I don't All have right. them on Arena, and it looks like that. But you guys knew what I meant, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, exactly <laughs> that. So interesting that you guys brought up the topic about your the decks you've been playing and the, the lack of wild cards, we'll say. Because one of the questions I wanted to ask you was, is there any deck that's appealed to you the most and you would want to play disregarding the need for wild cards? Is there anything that you would really want to play just out of the box, like without having to craft it? Um, anything that you've seen, you know, rise in popularity? So, irrespective of cost or wild cards, what looks like the most fun deck to play at the moment in standard? Yes, yeah. Anything that's caught your eye, yeah. Um, what has caught my eye is, uh, there is, um, there's a couple. Uh, there's the Saltai mid-range deck that Crokies has been playing. Um, and there okay, is the yeah. Teema mid-range deck that Huey has been playing. Um, they're both very yeah. similar, except, so both of them run the uh, Asika's Chariot, Ren and Seven combo. Um, okay, yeah. And, you know, a lot of the sort of good green mid-range cards. Not not so much ramp. I think that the Saltai deck runs stuff like Root Coil, Creeper, and Auron's Epiphany. Both of them run at Auron's Epiphany. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Saltai deck has black for, I think, uh, Infernal Grasp, Binding binding the old gods and yeah so no like win cons in black i think it's just removal uh that black adds to the sort of simic 
ramp yeah. or Simic mid-range shell that exists in Sounded at the moment. Uh, and then the Teema yeah. mid-range deck has Goldspan Dragon. Um, and I think right, that is actually okay. that is actually about it. Uh, I can't think of any other... Uh, and then it has access to things like Burning Hands uh, for the sideboard. And, and both of those have a very similar shell. Uh, just yeah. they take, I guess, slightly different approaches. Uh, but the Teema mid-range deck, which runs, you know, Goldspan Dragon, A Seeker's Chariot, Ren and Seven, Oren's Epiphany, it honestly just feels like a deck with all of the best cards in standard. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that, that seems to be... That seems to be the meta game regarding the one of the one of the brand new cards in uh, Innistrad Midnight Hunt, and I think it's one of the cards that is possibly taking standard by the storm. Hint, hint. Uh, is Storm the Festival, which is a sorcery in green. Uh, I can't remember the exact mana cost of it. I think it's like six or I think it's six or seven mana, uh, or something like that. But essentially, it lets you look at the top five cards of your library and just slam down two five mana or less cards from there mm-hmm. so you can it's it's sort of like a collected company in yeah. uh, which is Co- the four Coco mana instant yeah it's 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 fat coco basically it's yeah. big big boy coco um well it's, it's almost like everything that's broken in magic has some sort of word of oko in it uh, anyway <laughs> <laughs> the uh the, so yeah, Storm, Storm the Festival is it looks like it's a very strong card because you get so much value out of it uh, and there's some very strong cards that you can pull from it like A Seeker's Chariot and Renin 7 mm-hmm. um, which for those of you who don't understand the combo uh, A Seeker's Chariot when it attacks allows you to create a copy of a token so if you minus with Renin 7 and create your XX Reach True Folk creature where X is the amount of lands you control it tends to be quite big at that point in the game usually like 5 or 6 power uh, or five or six lands, so getting two of those uh, just off of a, you know, a storm the festival is pretty pretty nifty. So, lots yeah. of uh, green based value decks seems to be taking standard by the storm, uh, which busted. is very interesting. It has flashback. It's pretty too, busted, yeah. Um, which is really great. Card it does have flashback for like ten mana, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but just um, it's six mana. The the front face of storm the festival, right? Six mana, yeah. Yeah, so six mana in green is super achievable, and getting Renan Seven and Asika's Chariot off of that is just busted. Like it's one it's spell that, that, yeah. that finds the two best cards in standard, arguably, uh, and puts them onto the battlefield yeah. for you. And it's just that is just brutal. It's okay. a really, really yeah. strong combination. Yeah, so, have the, so going back to the question at hand, Josh, uh, are those the decks that sort of stand out to you, the, the Teema and the Soltai mid-range kind of decks? Yes, so they are. Um, and I do think that that's the kind of deck that I like to play. I do like mid-range strategies. I like ramp and value strategies. And I do like yeah. playing all the best cards in standard. And, and it feels like that kind yeah. of Teema, Soltai deck It is similar to like um, the... Bant and Sultai decks with like uh, Nissa who shakes the world and uh, yeah, uh, like the back Uranus in decks. Like, yeah from from standard a couple years ago uh, it was it was very very much like a very similar shell just slightly different mm-hmm. colors um, and I think that that's kind of what I'm seeing now as well is that there's a very very powerful shell in Ren and Seven Asika's Chariot. Uh, Ulrin's Epiphany, and then you know the mm-hmm. the ramp creatures that you want to have, and then there's room for a third color. There's good enough land support, and you know making enough treasures 
in standard at the moment uh, for that mm-hmm. third color um, to either splash for like well splash and shore up the weaknesses of the deck. Um, yeah, I don't actually think that this is good for standard, though. Okay, I think that having I'll one say. really really powerful shell is bad for standard. So. Yeah, uh, notoriously it has been, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like Renner 7, <clears throat> Asika's Chariot, um, th- that combination is just so strong. Storm the Festival is just so strong. Uh, and then you can do this in mono green and like you'll play Werewolf Pack Leader, you'll play uh, Old Growth Troll, and then the green shell that I've just described, the, you could play Storm, mm-hmm. Asika's Chariot, Renner 7. Uh, you could drop Storm... Uh, no, well, in fact, you probably keep Storm in, but you could drop the uh, pack leader and the troll and play, you know, better removal in black or play gold span dragon and, and go into black or red. And and I do think that that, that shell is just so strong uh, that all the mm-hmm. decks in standard very possibly will end up just being versions of that. Yeah, I think doesn't that's make what we're for a very starting to see. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, mm. It's almost like the memes have completely just come true and then Simic has just broken again. Um, yeah. The, so, so going back to the uh, the two decks that you mentioned then, so the Sultai and the Teemer one, the mm. main differences between those is obviously the Sultai pile tends to run more removal in the early game, so it's a yeah. be- it's more of a mid-range deck. It wants to deal with the aggro decks by playing your Infernal Graphs, your Binding the Old Gods, um, your other black-based removal cards, and then surviving until you can play Storm the Festival and just solidify. Whereas mm-hmm. the Teamer deck seems to be... It's also a mid-range deck, but it's more of a uh, disregard anything the opponent's doing and just play a Goldspan Dragon if you need to, or if you need to play Storm the Festival. It's more like... A, it's less It's less um, interactive, I would say. Um, so it's interesting the, the differences between those two decks, despite running the same shell. Uh, and you know it's arguably you know which one's more powerful we'll see we'll see as time comes but uh, yes yeah interesting Um, interesting stuff for sure the gold span dragon is uh it's it's still an absurdly powerful card it has gotten a little less strong in this set um and i think that a big part of that is uh i mean it's ren and seven uh, it's, it's such a powerful card and it's so popular and i have to say mm-hmm. that the ren and seven tree folk token is the sneakiest reach creature that we've seen for quite <laughs> yeah. some time like not a lot of people fact, realize it's reach the fact that that thing has reach is such a big deal like if you yeah. play ren and seven on curve you know if you're uh like so you play it perfectly on curve you're on the play on turn five you're not doing any ramping or anything no no bullshit you're just playing good honest magic and you play it on curve then it makes a five-five <laughs> tree folk with reach which blanks your opponent's gold span dragon yeah they 100%. they're playing yeah. honest as well they on their turn five going after you they play their gold span dragon they can't attack it's blanked um it yeah. blanks Ulrun's epiphany uh the other very very powerful card in in standard at the moment uh because those yeah. birds like you could i have won games where i've chained together three Ulrun's epiphanies and just getting like you're doing like 10 damage with just the birds um yeah <laughs> red and seven completely blanks that uh it's like the reach on that tree folk i think is what actually pushes red and seven over the edge i think if it didn't have that reach um then i don't i really think that would 
massively reduce the power of the card, mm-hmm. which I find really interesting. Because oh, yeah. reach, is, reach is not normally that interesting. But well, it matters it's, it's almost so like much it's here. a. Uh, it's almost like it was uh, intentional, because prior to Ren and Seven being printed, uh, previous standard, Goldspan, Dragon, and Auron's Epiphany were definitely running the game. Yes. Um, uh-huh. So it's almost... I wouldn't say it was exactly uh, intentional uh, for the like. It was not like a pushed card or anything because Ren and Seven. Of, of course, it's a tree folk. It's going to have reach. Like, there's no mm-hmm. reason for it not to. Um, it's 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 more just a very coincidentally well placed card and standard right now. So, very very cool stuff. I would um, like to think Sarah, it wasn't a coincidence. Oh, <laughs> I'd like to think oh, that well, it was planned. Well, but that makes that means the cards push, and that leads to bad design. In my but opinion. don't they plan cards way further in advance than that? Yeah, I would like to think that they put Goldspan Dragon in and sized it the way that they did, planning mm, Ren and Seven to work the way that it does. That's the thing, though. Goldspan Dragon was never overpowered when it came out. It only took until um, a couple of sets afterwards that it actually got busted, I think. When, no. when Saltai Ultimatum no was way. a thing. Is that true? Uh, Goldspan it, Dragon was busted I would say so. from day one. Not from, the, not from the day it came out, no. What set was called Span Dragon from? Kaldheim. It was from Kaldheim. So how many sets ago? So that was back when... Think about it, Josh, though. That was back when Rogues and Saltai Ultimatum were a thing. Godspan Dragon didn't see as much play. It definitely did. I'm... I, maybe I'm misremembering, yeah. but I'm pretty sure we saw Goldspan Dragon spoiled, and we were like... Oh my god, this is busted. This is Teferi here of Dominaria levels of busted. It's a five mana four four flyer that makes two treasures and then can protect it was... itself as like Goldspan Dragon and saw it coming. Like th- th- there was an Is It Snow deck that came out right after yeah. Kaldheim, which which was really strong. Yeah, and then it dropped off because Saltai and Rogues were just way better. That's that's amazing what happened. And then obviously with Standard twenty twenty two, Goldspan Dragon took over that format. Um which was which was the pre-rotated set basically, um, so essentially what had happened nah, was I don't think so, Sam. I don't think so. No, because yeah, <laughs> because then Strixhaven came out and that added uh, yeah. the the Elder Dragon. What's he called? Oh, uh, Galazeth Prismari. Galazeth, yeah, uh, added Galazeth Prismari to the deck, which was another powerful tool. Uh, the deck literally it was good in Kaldheim. It got better in Strixhaven. Uh, it. it yeah, it, it, I've, it was never, I've been it was playing never against, tier one. And Is It Dragons is still a, mm. a deck now. Like it has been since yeah. Goldspan Dragon came out. That deck has been all over the ladder. Well, it's only been more powerful now, obviously, because of rotation. But prior to rotation, it wasn't a tier one deck. I would say I don't think it was tier one. Um, tier two at best, most likely. Like when you have things like Loras no, Rose. I'm not on that. It was a tier one deck. It was a tier one deck. No. It definitely was. So, <laughs> it definitely was. They barely was. saw any tournament play. <laughs> you can't just say no. What was a tier one deck then at the time? Huh? What was a tier one deck? At the time, it was Ultimatum Rogues. Is it uh, Dragons then was... slapped Ultimatum up and down the playing field? Is it Dragons, um, like being able to play a yeah, dragon hold like... up a counter spell? Is it Dragons destroyed Ultimatum? Well, no, that's the thing because Ultimatum was, was, was the best deck for standard because of its versatile sideboarding. It was able to play things like Elder Gargaroth, which stumped Goldspan Dragon. It was able to play, it was able to sideboard in Disdainful Stroke and things like that, um, because it's a blue-based deck, uh, essentially. Yeah. Ultimatum was the best deck, I, I can agree with that. If it, but... 
if it is was it best Dragon's of one, was... then yeah, is it is it Dragon's Stumps because that has so, just such a game, solid game one plan. Maybe but that's the best difference. of three traditional. I, I, do, I do tend to play mostly best of one, uh, so maybe I saw it a that lot would, that more. That would be it, yeah. But it was yeah. Like, in best regardless. of one, Mono White and Is It were the top decks for sure, but no one plays best of one. Okay, I guess we were we were having two different <laughs> conversations. I'll play um, best of one. And best of one, best of one is, <laughs> I think, the superior format. You get more different games of Magic. Well, it's easier. Best of one is easier, and and so people tend to play best of three for more of a, uh, a more of a fair game, I would say, because you have more of a chance to, you, you know, best of one you can lose because you're on the draw, and that's yeah. it. You can just concede straight away. <laughs> Best of three is fairer, yeah. And there are skills that you get to practice in best of three that you don't get to practice in best of one. But for, yeah. uh, like, if there's a new set out and you want to play a lot of magic and get more experience, best of one is the best way to do that. Uh, in best and of also three, in best like, of one, playing sorry, one game on. and it taking 45 minutes is not a good way to. Uh, if you're new to magic, that's not what you want to do. You want to play five minute well, that, games and play yeah. as many of them as possible. All right, we're going, we're going very far off topic. Let's uh, let's let's go back. Let's wheel back. Um, Sarah, in terms of that question that I asked about decks that appeal to you, would you say you know disregarding wild cards, um, is Rakdos the deck that you would want to build and make it better, or is there another deck that you've seen that you would like to make? Um, well, I was torn between Rakdos and Mono White Aggro that I saw yeah. last night that looked really cool, but I had already got like four goldspan goldspan dragon wild cards um for my team or adventures deck so i figured mm-hmm. probably use them uh so yeah i think yeah use those i'm kind of okay with just having one deck and making it better so i'll probably just stick with rakdos control not well i don't okay, I, it yeah. is exactly as it should be apart from blight blight step pathway Blightstep yeah, path, that's other the, land, yeah. yeah. Yes. The black red land. I had one and there was a... it needed for, it didn't feel that worth it. I just yeah. extra snow and, and Haunted Haunted Ridge was printed in uh, Innistrad as well, which is the black red uh, slow land, I think, or yeah. Tango mm-hmm. land, whatever they're called. Um, Tango land? Yeah, Tango that... land, because it takes two no, to dance. Oh. And it takes two for it to come <laughs> I, and untap. I, like I like that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> really good. Tango yeah. land, okay. Tango lands, yeah. Um, so yeah, Haunted Ridge was printed as well, so that makes Rakdos uh, mid rangey decks kind of a, a bit a bit better as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting stuff. Okay, um, so let's move on to the next question then. Um, do you guys remember any of your predictions for Innistrad Midnight Hunt? No. In terms of standard, okay. <laughs> not. I don't. I'm not even sure we made any for standard. All oh, right. Okay. I think you maybe made them for standard. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I guess that question is. Uh, can move on from um, that one. I do. I do uh, think we predicted that it would be a high-powered set, right? Um, and yeah, it is. Yeah. This is. I think this is the highest-powered set for a long time. Um, oh yeah. Uh, definitely yeah. the highest, the, the most powerful set in standard at the moment. I have a question. Yeah. Is this a long enough Ooh. time to see what effect Innistrad is going to have on Standard? Like, it's been out for... Well, you can play it, you've play, played it on Arena for two weeks now, right? Mm. Is that a mm-hmm. long enough time yeah, two to weeks. tell what it's going to do to the letter? Or can I would say so. I, I think, think that it is. Okay. 
I think because because before we had Innistrad, because we had the standard 2022 Q, which was basically like a pre-rotated standard, we knew which decks would be were already strong going into rotation mm-hmm. uh, because things like mono green and mono white were just so powerful, for example. And I think to this to with rotation, mono green is is still very very powerful. It's a very hard deck to beat uh, and potentially a tier one deck. Um, just because of things like Blizzard Brawl uh, and just the powerful green creatures that it's got, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, I think it's you only ha- we only have to regard one extra set. We don't have to regard uh, all of the sets in conjunction because we got to play pre-rotated uh, a pre-rotated standard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, th- I think it's it'll be quicker to see what happens, and it does seem to be that the meta is settling a little bit already. Uh, we've seen, as we said, blue green based. Uh, value decks coming out quite high up. Uh, mono green aggro is very very strong and mm-hmm. most likely tier one as well. Um, you've got white based aggro as well. Mono white aggro or boros aggro have been very yeah. very powerful as well. Um, it, it, overall, it's quite a healthy meta right now. Uh, you know the value decks can so? be overrun. Well, yeah, I, I was gonna say I think the value decks are are being overrun by the aggro decks, and then the aggro decks are being overrun by the control decks, etc. I think it's I think it's an interesting meta at the moment, and we'll we'll see how it shapes in the future. Um, I will say though, in terms of sets coming out, so for like Crimson Hunt, the the vampire set, I do think the value the ramp Crimson decks will Val. only get better. Crimson Val, sorry, yeah, yeah you mixed. Um, you I do mixed think the ramp decks will only get better. <laughs> Crimson Hunt, that would be an interesting one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I think I think Crimson Val will only make. Uh, you know the van- the ramp decks better because they are quite unoptimized lists, but they're still very powerful. Whereas mm. the Boros Aggro list, if you've seen that, every card in that deck feels like it's irreplaceable. It's so strong, uh, and yeah. it's like, how does it get better? If anything gets better than this, then I don't think Boros can add any more cards in because they're just so much. They're just so powerful already. Mm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see that you know there's there's room for change for the the ramp decks. We might get Alanoar Elves reprint, and that would make them way <laughs> yeah. better. Things like that. You know, um, <clears throat> well, we, we shouldn't get Alanoir Elves in Crimson Vale because Lanoir is on a different plane. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah, um, uh, I think that um, I I think maybe the format. So call, call me pessimistic, but I think that we are on the verge of what's going to feel like quite an unhealthy standard. To be honest, um, maybe like with future sets coming out. Nobody knows what's going to happen, but this current standard, the the Midnight Hunt standard, I think that mm-hmm. we're early enough. I, I do think two weeks is enough to figure out what standard's going to look like, mm-hmm. um, especially, as Sam said, because we got a snapshot of it before that. Um, however, people are still brewing with Midnight Hunt, yeah. uh, and so, yes, yeah. there is a good variety. However, I think that there are... Uh, so... Boros and Mono White have the same Mono White aggro, like they have the same aggressive white shell. Mm-hmm. All of mm-hmm. the, all of the green decks, all of the the like Teemer, Sultai, uh, Mono Green, Stompy, which, which is a little bit more different, but they all have the same core of cards. Well, that's I don't think that's true. I think the Mono Green decks are completely different to the the. Green they they are decks, yeah. Right? That, that is I, I, uh, that is. What I meant to say is that the mon- mono green Stompy it doesn't quite have the the, the same shell of cards, but I think that yeah, yeah. I, I do think that uh, Midnight Hunt was a, a very powerful set, 
and I think that by the end of the Midnight Hunt standard, it's going to be pretty boring. Uh, I think it's going to be a Seeker's Chariot and Renan Seven uh, as one shell. Mm. I think that there is going to be the generic like white or or white X aggro decks. That's going to be another shell. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's going to be the mono green Stompy, which is just like um, not too long ago where we had the ultimatum shell, the rogues shell, and mono red. But isn't that just what happens though? Because people that play arena or magic in general competitively, there's always just like two or three decks, right? That just yeah, get played. Uh, I, I, I would just I would happens? argue that yeah. Unfortunately, I would argue that every format that exists even in commander like cedh there is only a few if you actually want to win the game you're going to play only a few decks that are, that are at the top like i think uh, you know well maybe not cedh I actually you I can think, play whatever you want but i think that it like, is if we look at other competitive we formats think that because that is how standard has been um fairly recently i suppose mm. but that is not yeah. how it has to be it doesn't have to be one sort of ramp shell one stompy shell and one aggressive shell. Uh, I think like it, that, that is how it has though. been. But it, I don't think so. I think that um, if you look at something like... Uh, I mean, look, look I mean, at modern. Even look at pauper, for example. Oh, or modern, yeah. Or, or modern, yeah. Legacy formats like that. Uh, you'll usually... like if, if there, Maybe there'll be one deck that dominates, but there's a, there's a lot more variety in pauper and in modern. Isn't that just because uh, there's more cards, though? There is more cards, this is true. But a, a really well-designed standard, I think, kind of polices itself. Mm. Like, if Ren and Seven and a Seeker's Chariot get way too much play, then there's good quality cards that can combat that, which mean that another deck becomes popular, mm-hmm. which kind of pushes Ren and Seven out, and then that deck becomes super... So maybe aggro becomes really popular. Uh, and then there's another set of cards that are really good against aggro. And, and so the, the format kind of starts to police itself uh, and evolves yeah. and is constantly changing um, instead of stagnating with just three decks. Yeah. But that's the thing. They'll always they'll always push each other out and, and that will always leave cards that are at the top and then they'll eventually become... Like, for example, Goldspan Dragon right now honestly is pretty useless um i don't think it sees a lot of play at all uh in the current midnight midnight hunt standard because even in my in the boros aggro deck they just run moonvale regent which is a four mana four four instead of a five mana four four and it just does so much more for them because it just draws so many more cards and mm-hmm. it's a better aggro card obviously but you know the the va- if you're playing goldspan dragon in like your teamer deck i i think you're honestly just better off playing the Soltai version and and removing their creatures and things like that um <clears throat> the the goldspan dragon doesn't win on on the on the very turn that it's played which which you know storm the festival kind of does you, you get you just outvalue so much in that one turn and uh i think i don't know it's uh i think cards will always be pushed out of the the top spot uh, and it will always kind of uh, rotate in in power level so yeah when a new set i was going to i was going to com- but i kind of i see yeah. this standard already beginning to stagnate I see Ren and Seven yeah. and Seekers, like, like like I've been saying, I, I think that there's like three shells of decks that are, and it's just come out. Release was this weekend, and mm-hmm. I think that I think that I'm already starting to see standards stagnate. Is that not just because people like one of you said, oh, the croakies 
blah 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 deck. Is that not just because people like croquis build a certain they deck? Do... A couple of people do that. Yeah. Build a deck like that, and then everybody just copies them. It, and that then is very people true. Then Sarah. either th- figure yeah. out like they brew their own decks, or but if they don't brew their own decks, you end up with a croquis whatever list. Uh, I'm yeah. going to say CGB because I think he's great. CGB something list <laughs> and a, another streamer who I definitely could name um, list. <laughs> and people just copy it, them that, that because is very they're true. the authority. Um, right? I don't yeah, know. It's, I'm, it's, I'm it's, asking. The I don't influence, actually know. I would say. Well, yes and no. Um, yes, the influence <clears throat> makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. However, um, far more people play Magic than watch CGB or Crokey's than you think um case in point every single person every streamer who is drafting midnight hunt Mm -hmm. has realized that blue black is just broken and you can force it every draft Mm -hmm. because the commons are so good Mm. you can force it every draft and just like and if you're decent at magic you can you can 7-0 every single time consistently and it's just so good and yet you can still see blue black open in drafts because uh, there are a lot of people who play magic who don't watch streams and stuff. Yeah, but it's not just the people that watch the streams because I agree there'll be way more people that don't watch that just play magic and don't consume any other magic content. But if there's enough people that play and consume content that then build those decks, then they become they started from croquis, but then they become popular on arena initially by people that watch croquis, but then by people that play against people that watch croquis, and then you have these three or four decks that probably did originate from a streamer and I, then if I nobody then builds yeah. other decks then that's just stays like that right yes I, I I'm, do, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, butt, in. I'm gonna butt in quickly <laughs> um sorry i'm gonna butt in because both of you are sort of correct because <clears throat> uh, the best example that i can come up with here uh, in in ministrad midnight i like ministrad yeah ministrad sounds like a soup um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so one of the standard decks that Andre Mangucci pumped out was his Demir Control deck. And for a good week, before before last week, I would say like the first week of Strand Standard, there was tons of Demir Control decks. And then, you know, recently, Mangucci was like, guys, this deck sucks, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's a really bad <laughs> deck. And nobody plays it anymore. Demir Control is almost unplayed completely. Um, I think there is a lot more influence than people think from you know content creators, and equally when they stop playing a deck, they'll you know they'll just it'll just stop appearing. Like the the Boros the Boros Agro deck that I've been playing, that was one of the first decks that Crokey's did for Standard. I've been playing it and having so much success with it, but he's moved on to things like Storm the Festival, and now that's taking over ladder. But I've still been playing the Boros deck, and it holds up really really well. But I I literally have not come across a single mirror match, uh, un- yeah. unless it was within the first week of the game. Um, so there's almost like a uh, you could you could you could definitely ladder by tackling the meta of watching <laughs> watching streamers and seeing what they play and just prepare for those decks. Some people do this. That is, that is yeah. a, a valid strategy. Some people um, will. I even you know, uh, like yeah. pay attention to what streamers are doing and design their decks around mm. that. That's yeah yeah you you are right. Yeah. I guess like magic content that exists will definitely. Uh, define to an extent what the meta is but mm-hmm. you also have to mm-hmm. remember that that doesn't necessarily dictate all that people will play because if all of the streaming no, of course not, like no. if, if all streamers were to go offline tomorrow mm. 
those decks would still be the best decks. And they are the best decks not because streamers play them, but because they're the best decks. Streamers yeah. play them because they're the best decks. They're not the best decks because streamers play them. But I think that when mm-hmm. a, initially a set comes out, I think it's more dictated by streamers. Because maybe they get access before. Like I don't really know how it works, but I think initially streamers probably build those decks first or people that are a lot more familiar yeah. with magic build those decks first so we build the best decks of... first that's the thing they're, they're like andrea mengucci uh is a professional magic player mm-hmm. and if he mm-hmm. makes a deck it's like he will experiment with it and yeah. then he like it may take some time to see how a deck really is but you can yeah. bet that it's going to be a very good deck mm-hmm. but um, he is also he also produces magic content so he is a professional magic player but he also produces magic content which people watch so i just think like with anything initially you you know copy the smart kid yeah and Mm -hmm. then yeah after a little bit of time maybe that's when more decks come into play or they don't and then you end up with what did you say like a stagnated standard where nothing really moves on yeah where you've got like i think if you've got three decks that are the best in standard and they're better than everything else i think that's a stagnant standard Mm. but i think it would take me for example a lot longer to figure out and i'm way worse at magic than people that do it professionally but it would take me a lot longer to figure out what would be a good deck in Mm -hmm. the current set so by the time i've figured that out we'll have already had midnight hunt in the meta for a while Mm -hmm. and there'll already be these decks that are good so you might eventually find a better deck but it would take me a lot longer to figure out what a good deck would be then it would well, be people. in part that's because croquis probably has played more magic today than you have in the last ever maybe. three months <laughs> yeah last week <laughs> um yeah and so yeah they play a lot more yeah uh, that, that can be all it comes down to sometimes is that they've played a lot more of it and so they can they figure more, it out quicker yeah they yeah. figure it out quicker mm-hmm. that's that's the like the I, w- I would say a big part of the reason they are popular streamers in the first place uh, is because of their deck building skills. Um, Crocus mm-hmm. is a very good mm. deck builder. He was the one that he he was the one that came up with the Golgari Adventures deck back in the Eldraine standard. Yep, uh, mm-hmm. that took the storm. That became a challenger deck as well. So that was very yeah, popular. Did. Yeah, um, <clears throat> range was Crocus as well. That became a top deck. Yep, at the time. Uh, I th- I think he oh, actually I can't remember what else, but yeah. So there's a lot of influence to be. Uh, taken into account when it comes to the meta game and you know with with the frequency that these sets are coming out honestly i don't even know if there'll be a a, a solidified state where standard sits because if you remember when kethis was the best deck in standard that was like a week before it rotated out or like a couple weeks before it rotated out and so it took them like two months and two weeks to figure out that deck was insane and overpowered the, yeah. that was the kethis combo all the way back in like 2019 or 2020 or something um so you know it, it really does you really never know you could there could be a deck that comes out a week before crimson vow does and it will just be the best deck mm-hmm. but then field rotation, of the dead rotation, is uh, another one it, it was legal for quite mm-hmm. a while before people yeah, realized yeah. that combo existed and then it was so absurdly strong it became the top deck immediately and just was insurmountable exactly yeah um so there's there's a lot to consider in terms of the health of a format and I would say currently it's it's a fairly healthy format in standard. It's a lot of fun to play right now. You can definitely succeed. Not nothing really feels that oppressive. Uh, sim like like the ultimatum decks. You you just feel like you always lose to it no matter what. Um, 
unless you get like the absolute crazy best draws whereas all they need is like a kill spell and that's all they, that's all they need to survive uh, a single one so that that's the thing yeah um, there's nothing that's so oppressive in standard right now which is good and it's a fun it's a fun format to play currently but it is um, it is gonna... currently release weekend <laughs> Like it is it, yeah, it yeah only, literally oh the set is, the set is, only yeah, came out this weekend. weekend. <laughs> a couple of, the, the commander decks aren't even out yet. Yeah, they should okay. be out by now. But. Set's been out for four minutes, and standard feels pretty healthy right now. <laughs> yeah, which <laughs> is how it is. I mean, we're gonna start getting crimson valve spoilers in the next couple of weeks, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> At this rate, mm-hmm. when does that come? I'm out? pretty sure either uh, end Maybe of November or something. Okay. Oh yeah, two months. Yeah, over two months. So about. About two two months time, yeah. So maybe next month we'll get uh, Crimson Vast spoilers, which is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> too quick. I think that Wizards uh, are fast. overdoing it with the amount of products they're releasing. I think it's too much. I think that people are kind of just getting fatigued. I feel like yeah, I don't even I, really I, know I, what I, happened I, in AFR because I feel like we had it and I blinked and yeah, we were talking about yeah. Midnight Hunt spoilers. I I d- so I picked up Persona as I've mentioned, mm-hmm. um, and so I stopped <laughs> playing Magic. <laughs> And spe- and played one video game, and I I missed a whole set. <laughs> as a result, <laughs> you, play, you play one video game and suddenly God's Band Dragon sucks. Yeah, <laughs> and there's an entire set of cards that I didn't collect at all because I decided to take just like a small break from Magic to do something else. Yeah. I missed a whole set. I missed a whole evolution of Standard. Um, it's too much. It is, it, is, it is too it much. Is too much. It's even worse in the um, in the commander department. Uh, a lot of commander players are not happy with how frequently these sets are coming out because obviously, when these sets come out, the commander decks come out, and as as you've if you've seen some of the cards in the commander decks, they are very very pushed commander cards, and mm-hmm. they often tend to shake up the commander like the almost every set that's come out in the last six months or whatever, or sorry, the last like few five or six sets that have come out. Have always had like a oh this is the new best card like you know yeah. in this set we had the new, new best commander white staples every three months white. yeah yeah and that's not the best thing because you are having to it, even though it's not a rotating format it's almost like you have to rotate your whole deck <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah, there's just there, there's just so many better cards and you don't have to play that way um not like we don't play that way at all we just stick with our deck and whatever's good we don't need to make up mm-hmm. we know that our decks could be he- upgraded to the max but there are a lot of people that do want their deck to be perfect and optimized and unfortunately for those people who are doing that it's not great for them right now because that's happening almost every three months um mm-hmm. so just yeah it's a short uh, amount of time to have to it like, is yeah. imagine another hobby if every three months you had to change all the stuff that allowed you to do your hobby in order to keep playing at the same level as other people. I just think that's ludicrous. Yeah. Yeah, it's, magic it's, is uh, it's a premium hobby, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, I could I wouldn't mm-hmm. ever want to play standard in paper. No, I never God, did. No, no. Like I know you guys did FMs and stuff, but I would never want to. We, we did it for one rotation. Yeah. And then as soon as everything rotated out, we were like, my God, this is not <laughs> worth it. <laughs> No, yeah. yeah, we we had to break that, didn't we? To two of our newer players uh, who have started playing arena, they sort of messaged mm-hmm. and were like, "Why, why can't I play any of my decks? Why are they just exclamation marks my decks all yellow? over my decks?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah and yeah, we explained rotation to yeah. them, and they were like, "They were just well, like, that's what? stupid." Every three, like they were, <laughs> they just were so angry and couldn't understand it. It's, and that's it's, just on it's, arena. That's exactly Bless how you. we felt, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's exactly how we felt when we realised. So, 
That, um, well, I guess this can be the last question of the episode then, because we're getting closer to the end of the time, uh, and it all ties in quite nicely. Um, what do you think it is that makes Standard so popular, given that, you know, we've just come up with a bunch of reasons why it's kind of lame. Uh, <laughs> why do you think Standard is the most popular, not mo- the most popular, but one of the most popular formats? It's all that's available. <laughs> that's it. Um, it's yeah. the only thing you can play on Arena. Absolutely, yeah. And well, Wizards, so Wizards does Arena, not... But... Wiz- yeah, you can, but Historic's lame. Uh, Wizards <laughs> doesn't support MTG Online. They give all of their support to Arena. And if you were to start yeah. playing Arena now, you could play Standard probably fairly quickly, although you'd still need to either pay or grind a fair amount. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to get into mm-hmm. Historic, you would have to cash out. Yeah. Um, you'd have to pay a lot of money in Arena to be able to play Historic, which is why it's not very accessible. Standard is accessible yeah. through Arena. Um, it's the only platform that's supported by wizards at the moment uh standard is not the most popular format on paper and actually it hasn't been for a while a lot of game stores that still do fnms um will do limited or modern Mm -hmm. instead of standard yeah and and that is very common uh standard has not been popular in paper i think for quite some time it is only popular now because it's the only thing that is available to play well it died during the pandemic didn't it like it was our game store for example which is all i can use their fnms used to be standard now it's commander and it doesn't seem like they have any plan to change it back to standard and they evidently can do events now because they've done Mm pre-release events so it's not like a Mm -hmm. pandemic issue or like a health and safety issue I just don't... I think they would get a lot less people if they introduced FNM standard again. Well, I actually believe that the reason that our game store ran standard FNMs was because there, there before our game store, there wasn't much of a Magic the Gathering community in Milton Keynes. Mm. Um, and so because a lot of the players are new, standard is the most popular format. But if, say... Um, there is an established Magic the Gathering community in Milton Keynes, mm-hmm. and it's it's been thriving for years, maybe even decades, then it would be modern. I'm sure it would be modern. Okay. Um, because so that then it, it, begs the... Sorry, carry on. I was just going to say, it's kind of the natural evolution of things. Uh, I think Standard was... Pl- and it's not played anymore, I don't think. Uh, our, our local game store already has stopped running standard events. Yeah, that, that's, yeah that's what I said, that they yeah. replaced it with Commander. Mm, I think it's just because it was a new game store, uh, there were a lot of new Magic players, and new Magic players will play standard, for sure. Well, yeah, it's the entry. It's, yeah, you're right, it's the one that everyone mm-hmm. talks about. But it pretty much took one rotation for our game store to drop standard as well. Mm. They also yeah. became an independent game store during that time as well, so maybe they have more say now about what they can run. Yeah. Okay, so that's interesting then. So Arena <clears throat> Arena, and the support it gets from Wizards is the reason that Standard uh, is basically alive, pretty much, uh, is what mm-hmm. you guys are telling mm-hmm. me. Uh, yeah, I think so. So, if, so that then is interesting because Wizards have unveiled their plans to possibly roll out Pioneer to the Arena client. Um, yeah. How do you guys think that would affect Standard? Do you think that would possibly, you know, would people just go to Pioneer? As a How does Pioneer format? work again? Pioneer so it's a non-rotating is, it's a... format from... Go ahead, Sam. Yeah, it's, it, it's, basically <clears throat> it's basically like modern, but with cards from... It's, it's a bit newer, basically. So I think it's from like a 2012 set onwards, 
uh, and there's okay. all the, the cards don't rotate from there. So it's another it non-rotating format. Card? Yeah, so it's standard style. Yeah, yeah, uh, same maximum same standard of four cards, style, 60 yeah. card deck. Um, <coughs> so it's, yeah, non-singleton, 60 card constructed format, mm-hmm. I think is the the official, the, official, the wizard's line. term. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's, I, I can't remember exactly when, like Sam said, but it, it's non-rotating and cards it's cards from a certain, from a certain point, point onwards. Okay. Uh, and it's less than modern. So unfortunately, Pioneer is still very expensive, mm-hmm. but it's less expensive than modern because it's less powerful. Yeah. Um, it's more... Can you... Um, well, sorry, the, uh, my laptop just freaked out for some reason. Um, it's goes further back than historic, but not as far back as modern. That's what I would say. Although you can't say it goes further back than historic because historic has some stuff that's completely unique to historic. Well, that's what because something going back further than historic just doesn't really make sense as a sentence. No, because historic has some legacy stuff. It, it's just a mess. Um, but it is a sixty-card non-rotating format. Yeah. With cards from two thousand twelve-ish onwards. Yeah. So, I wonder if that would if that came to arena if people would just start playing that because. There's incentive to play it in paper because you can't play historic in paper. There's incentive to you know for tournament play for Pioneer, um, and you know as a non-rotating format, you won't have to spend as much uh, as you would have to spend on standard. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see uh, what Pioneer coming to Arena would mean for standard in the future. Okay, I think that just about uh, ends the episode for us. So thank you everybody for tuning in. Be sure to check out our Twitter at ChatterstormPod. Keep up with us and our nonsense. And we'll be back next time for another episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I've been your host, Sam, and Josh and Sarah. And we will see you guys soon. Bye. Oh, is it an internet Josh? Thing? Oh, Hello? he's back. Speak. Hey, uh, I think we cut out at almost the perfect time. (laughs) Yeah, we had the laptop. I don't know what point you stopped hearing us, but the laptop started making a really loud noise. And then we were talking and didn't realize that you couldn't hear us until we stopped and then you didn't respond. So, yeah, that was almost perfect, actually, because... um, You asked whether Pioneer was going to kill Standard off. So should we go from there? Um, Well, actually, well, oh, I think I thought you guys answered that. Oh, we did, and then you didn't yeah. respond, so we lost you somewhere yeah. in there. So, so that's the so thing. So maybe we should as just do as that finish... again. No, 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 this is the thing, because as soon as you finished that, I responded, and then I was just like, yeah, okay, it's an interesting point, and then I actually just ended the episode because I thought we were going to end it there. So oh. <coughs> it does actually work out completely fine. I, I, I did oh. the outro, and I, you know, said, like, follow okay. us in Catstorm <laughs> and everything. And then, I, and then I was like, I've been your host, Sam, and, and this is Josh and Sarah, and then I was like, where are you guys? <laughs> so technically that works as the outro if you guys want yeah i mean we've Um, we've got yeah we've got a little bit about pioneer maybe we can will that make it more difficult to (laughs) push it together yeah it'll be fine it'll be fine